Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Hello Grinders and welcome back to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here with my co-host, Joshua Giant. Josh, how's it going tonight? Uh, everything's good, man. We had a nice slate. Uh, stacks of the day worked out pretty well. Uh, 17 runs from the Texas stack, man. Lots and lots and lots of runs to go around. It was a lot of fun. Um, my boy, CC Sabathia, man, panned out in some tournaments for me. So uh, how do you feel about that, Travis? Yeah, this is the part of the podcast where I just ignore whatever you say about CC Sabathia, and you can keep talking about him. Uh, Montero did me a little better, so but I want to talk about the stocks again. Uh, something pretty interesting. Uh, I was I randomly looked at like the uh, the Saturday Slugfest just to see what won, and hey, it was a five man Ranger stack and a three man uh, Brace stack. So yeah, that's kind of cool, right? Uh, our stacks uh, were in that, and then it was Strasburg and uh, Jose Berrios. So uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to see that. But just wanted to. Uh, Kind of, kind of note that that was kind of cool, but uh, yeah, I'm sure you had a good night, and hopefully, listeners all had a good night too as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, too bad we didn't have that uh, that nuts combo, man. Like, I did pretty well. I cashed, uh, I cashed in all the cash games. We worked out well in there, and uh, on on some of the tournaments, I've been trying a different system out on some of the lower dollar tournaments, and uh, I made like seven lineups in each tournament I entered, and all seven cash. So it looks like you know the very very important part of your DFS game is always trying to revamp and improve your game. So. Uh, trying different strategies is definitely something you should do. And even for veterans like myself and Travis, we constantly go over our formulas and, and do things differently. And, you know, you got to trust your process to a certain extent, but you also got to continue to evolve with the game. You, would you agree with that, too? Yeah, no, for sure. Always got to make sure you're adapting to things and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, yeah, so do you want to uh, start looking at this slate? Man, I'm excited about it. Uh, we were talking a little about, about the slate before we were, uh, you know, getting underway here. And uh, I think you, you're not as big of a fan as I am. So uh, during this slate, my job is to sell you on the slate more. I think that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in love with this slate. But uh, first, before we hop in the analysis, you should give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. It's at Travis M A N. G-O-N-E. Travis is a great follow. Uh, does a lot of work in other areas, too. Does some WNBA writing for RG. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll get some, some good football information out of him as the season goes into. But, yeah, sell me on the slate, Travis. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm You know, we were talking a little bit uh, before we uh, we came on here and hopped on the air. So, uh, I'm just, I'm really, I'm trying to find which way I want to go. It just feels like there's so many routes to go. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, as you mentioned. But, uh, I guess we'll start with the pitching like we normally do. 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, we can start with the pitching, and I, I, I can tell you if I if I don't sell you at the end, I'll give you the final sell. So let me know at the end if it's not good enough. I'll give you the final sell. I have a I have a closing statement that can just sell everyone on the slate. Oh, that's exciting. Um, and also, uh, just want to add in that we have eleven games on FanDuel, but we got twelve on the DraftKings main slate. They include the Coors game, which again is a reason why I told you, Travis. I don't I don't, I don't love that on DraftKings that the Coors slate got added. Um, I wish they would have cut it off at the Toronto Chicago game. And, you know, excluded those three o'clock games because both of those games just, whew, you know, White Sox in Texas, you know, in Texas on a hot day, Milwaukee, of course, like both those games are just going to be powerhouse offense games, man. I wish that if they were excluded, I feel like the slate would be a lot easier to pick apart, you know? Yeah, so here's a fun thing you can do. So that 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 Texas and Chicago White Sox game isn't on the uh, DraftKings slate either. So uh, I'm not mean on the FanDuel slate either. It's only a 10 game slate on FanDuel. So you can essentially, I mean, I don't know if this is something I would do. It just kind of came to my head now. But you could essentially just play, uh, you know, play all the offenses you want, like uh, in the on the FanDuel slate, and then head over to DraftKings and play the Rangers and Rockies and like load up on them there. Uh, I just thought that was pretty uh, interesting. Like that's a way, that's a way you could do that too, right? Uh, so I don't know, uh, but uh, well, I'll sell you on it as we go on, Josh. It'll it'll happen. You'll you'll get there, I think. But uh, yeah, so let's let's kick it off with at the top, which is uh, you know pitching, right? Uh, for me, I think it's like you know Degrom seems like he's clearly like the guy tomorrow, right? Uh, the price tag's high, twelve uh, seven. Then you got in the conversation. I think let's talk about two. We'll put him in the in the in the same tier as Danny Salazar. So the, these are the two we're going to talk about at the top tier of pitching. Uh, what's your take on Salazar versus Kansas City and Degrom against Miami? Uh, what's your lean here? Twelve seven uh, on DraftKings for Degrom, eleven eight for Salazar on fan, on um, DraftKings. And then on FanDuel, it's a it's a six hundred dollar difference there over uh, on that site. So, what's your take on uh, the Degrom versus Salazar combination? Well, you know, Degrom at home is a, it's a good spot for him. City Field tends to play pretty neutral, except for right field, so it kind of benefits lefties. But there's not too many lefties in this lineup that would do a lot of damage. And you know, as far as power goes, D Gordon uh, ISO below one hundred at zero uh, seven four, and Yelich, you know, he's got some pop in his bat, but. You know, he's probably the main threat here, and, and Dietrich is not a guy that I'm necessarily afraid of. Uh, you know, to hit a home run, um, you know, every time he gets to the plate. So, uh, on top of that, you know, DeGrom's obviously got the strikeout upside, 32.4% strikeout rate against righties this season, absolutely elite. 24.9 against lefties, above average against lefties as well. Walk rate has been pretty solid too. Ground balls have been up, fly balls are down, all the good stuff that we look for. Sierra at 2.2 against righties. Uh, again, another elite number there. Uh, jumps up to 3.3 against lefties, but that's okay. Still pretty solid. Uh, I just feel like he's he's definitely the guy, as you said. On DraftKings, he's, he's priced up 12.7, so you're going to have to pay a premium price for him if you want him. On FanDuel, 10.4, I think it's a bit more doable in that format over there, especially since you only got a roster one pitcher. So uh, I think that DeGrom on FanDuel is certainly an elite play in cash. You also mentioned Salzar, right? Yeah, so yeah, I mean, he's just been incredible. Like, and you know, his strikeout rate has been insane. But he gets a team like the Royals, who really have not been striking out. So that's kind of like a push comes to shove. I don't know who's going to win in this one. Yeah, uh, looking at Salazar's numbers here, the strike the strikeout upside has been crazy, man. Since he came back, forty percent uh, K rate this season against righties, and that's you know one hundred and eighty five plate appearances. So the sample size is pretty decent. Uh, 24.2 against lefties. That walk rate against lefties is up this season. 13.7% walk rate. That's that's a massive walk rate. So that's something we'd have to keep an eye on, especially with these Kansas City uh, hitters. 
Uh, you know, their, their walk rate as a team is only at 6.8% this season, but overall, you look at these guys, they're, they're a decently patient bunch, and they don't strike out a ton either, 18.2% strikeout rate. So, uh, you know, you put that into play. Uh, it's in Kansas City, which is a pitcher's park, so he does get a nice park upgrade there, which is going to help him. Uh, I would say that the matchup is not as good as DeGrom's here, and I'd say that DeGrom has been more of a consistent option. So, uh, you know, I, I, if I had to, like, build one lineup and I could only pick one pitcher out of the two, I'd go with DeGrom and Cash, but I, I definitely think Salazar is, is an excellent tournament pivot. Um Again, both of them priced up, though, so you're not going to get either of them for cheap. But, uh, yeah, if, if I'm playing one cash lineup, it's going to be DeGrom. And uh, if I'm playing some tournaments, I'll definitely be getting some Salzar in there just because he has that massive strikeout upside. So I'll have to rate DeGrom and then Salzar for me. How about you, Travis? Yeah, um, it's tough. I think my, my lean is DeGrom right now. That's where I'm leaning. Uh, I could see myself maybe going to Salazar instead, but I I don't know. It's, it's a tough call. It's not like Miami's a team that, like, I'm – definitely down the target too right like they're not a team that i'm thinking oh you know they strike out a ton they're not a team that's an offense where i'm seeing that degrom is you know i'm, I'm not a big home road splits guy totally but man like degrom is one of those where it's kind of been pretty real this like you know just throughout his career he's just been better uh at home so he gets uh, you know being at home uh, definitely helps him and it's more of a more of a pitcher's park too so that definitely plays in his favor right so something we have to obviously take note of uh just want to look at the bvp i was just curious on on stanton and of course it's it's uh, seven for 18 with three home runs, uh, five RBIs. Uh, I'll, I'll just list the others because there's enough there where I think people will definitely be interested, right? We got eight for 27 for Ozuna with a homer. Uh, that's 296 average. Uh, you got, oh, no, Justin Bohr's not in the lineup, but he actually is pretty good at BVP. Uh, then you got Christian Yelch, 11 for 29. Like, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, 379 uh, for average sluggings, 440, 448. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's pretty interesting, the BVP here for some of these guys, right? They seem uh, pretty good. So if you're team BVP, maybe you're a little scared off, but uh, I'm not as scared off. I I'm just more worried about, you know, the guy, the bat I'm worried about is Stanton, right? Stanton with the hot streak he's been on, like, uh, I don't know, maybe he's cooling off a little bit. Uh, I feel like he hasn't made a ton of noise uh, recently. I feel like he hasn't had a home run in a little while. Maybe he's due, too. Everyone who says he's so hot, he's due, right? Uh, yeah, no, he... Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, was it? Uh, how many games is this home run? Three, three full days without a home run, Josh. So uh, yeah, but how many, how many, yeah, but how many I days know. straight did he go with a home run? Like six? I know. Or seven? I know. I'm, just, I'm just messing. Around. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just messing around. But yeah, Degrom's the uh, Degrom is like the guy for me right now. He's the guy I'm thinking of. But I think there's an argument for a cheaper guy that we'll get to later. That uh, you know, as we talk about this slate, and there's a lot of bats I like. Uh, I could see myself maybe rostering him instead of DeGrom, and it's a little scary, but uh, we'll talk about it. We'll get there, Tim. But let's talk about the next tier of uh, pitchers, right? Uh, so on, uh, talking on DraftKings, we'll go, we'll go to the next tier. We have uh, you know Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda, Brad Peacock, Verlander, Luis Castillo. Uh, yeah, so we'll, and, uh, yeah, we'll make it that tier. So from uh, yeah Luis Castillo to Sonny Gray. Are there any guys here you're interested in? Yeah. Uh, you know, I said big game pitchers. You know, th this Yankee Boston thing is, is a very real thing. These guys are fighting for first place in their division, so I think that uh, puts Gray in a certain spot where he, you know, new Yankee wants to step up and prove himself for the club. I think there's some narrative there that he comes in and does well. He's been pitching very well for the Yankees since he's come in too. Been putting up some big strikeout games. Um, you know, he's put up uh, since he's been a Yankee. We got what we got. Uh, 
nine Ks, six Ks, six Ks, five Ks. You know, he's he's been he's been striking he's been striking hitters out. He's been going deep in the games. They've been letting him go over a hundred pitches. So, uh, you know, he's got a pretty long leash here. Uh, I think that Sonny Gray is a guy we could consider, and he's through he's through against Boston already once this season. Uh, six, you know, six innings. Uh, 8Ks and only three earned runs. So, you know, pretty pretty decent numbers there. Um, I I wouldn't think that uh, – I, I wouldn't say you'd be crazy to, to roster Sonny Gray in a tournament here uh, at Fenway, especially with so much on the line for the Yankees here in, in the series. So uh, Sonny Gray is a guy I'd have some interest in. Not Definitely not in cash, but in tournaments. Like if I was making like 10 lineups, I'd probably want to get like two Sonny Gray in there. Probably just go like 20% Sonny Gray. Uh, Kenta Maeda, again, another interesting option, as you mentioned. I don't like his price tag on DraftKings at all, 9400 I think that's a pretty clear stay away. And uh, 8600 on FanDuel is also priced a little bit higher than I'd like to. So I probably am going to stay away from him. I wouldn't like talk you off of Maeda specifically, but like me myself, uh, I just don't think I'll have too many shares. But Peacock, let's get to Peacock because I think that he's a very interesting option here. Now, this guy showed massive strikeout upside earlier in the season and gets a great matchup against Oakland here. Uh, Oakland is one of the, you know is known for having that huge strikeout rate, twenty five point four percent on the season. Oakland, uh, that's their team total for you know their strikeout rate there. They strike out an absolute ton here. And Peacock is a guy who strike out upside, thirty one point seven percent strikeout rate on the season against righties, twenty eight point seven against lefties. Strikes him out on both sides. His walk rate has been a little bit high for my liking, but I think that'll come down uh, as the season winds down. Ground balls fifty percent against. Uh, against right-handers too, Sierra three point three against lefties, three against righties. Uh, it's, it's he's just got solid numbers. This is a good spot for Peacock. I think he does well, and he's got the benefit of having you know that those hot Houston bats behind him, and uh, they're they're going to do work. And I think that he walks away with the win bonus too. Going and they're going against Cotton, so Houston should put up a good amount of runs here. I think this is a pretty easy win for Pe- Peacock. Price fairly too on DraftKings at nine two hundred. I think there's a case here to be made that you could play Peacock and Cash in this matchup, and uh, on Fanduel eight point four, I, I think he's also in play there too. So that's how I feel about this tier. How about you, Travis? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I think in this tier, uh, it's it's kind of tough, right? Like I'm not a Verlander, you know, I'm not gonna play Verlander against the Dodgers. Uh, just that's good. That's a hard pass for me. Uh, Dodgers one of the best hitting teams in the league. I don't care what Verlander's been doing recently. It's just not a good spot for him. Uh, Kenta Maeda, I mean, he's he's looked really good recently. I just, you know, I just worry about them giving him like a hook, right? That's kind of the concern. I mean, he's had some good outings and whatnot. I don't know. I just, it's tough for me to get behind that. I, I agree. I think Brad Peacock is like the guy I really would like in this tier at 9,200. Uh, again, he's another guy, right? The innings, right? That's kind of the issue. He doesn't like seem to go deep enough sometimes, which can be a worry. Uh, definitely a huge worry of ours, right? Um, so Peacock's definitely a guy I like though against a, a team like the A's. They just strike out a ton. They're going to swing and miss it a ton, which you know could obviously help us too, right? Uh, get get Peacock out of innings maybe faster too, which could be nice. Uh, you know, so I, I think you know that's definitely an idea to have with Peacock. Uh, I I could even say maybe making making a case of not paying up for these pitchers and maybe just going two of these like you know maybe not just in this tier but maybe one guy in this tier and then one in an even lower tier right uh, I can see a lot of merit in doing that uh, it just makes you know it just makes sense against like Oakland like uh, it's just a spot where there's tons of upside and uh, you know if Peacock's getting a swing and miss 
you could see him getting deep enough where he's going to be a guy that has a, a lot of points and uh, has the upside to be in your tournament winning lineups. Uh, going back to Sonny Gray, I don't know if you like knew this. Like, I don't know how much this is like real and how it's not, but uh, you know, I, I, since I'm from this area, I watch a lot of Mets and Yankees games. I put them on a lot on like one of my TVs, and uh, I don't know when like Sonny Gray got acquired. Like the announcers were talking about how like this guy is like. Uh, Mr. Calm, cool, and collective, like in like big time situations. Like he loves pitching in the spotlight. So Josh, maybe he loves pitching in the bo- big Boston games. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the clutch gene and all that stuff. But uh, may- maybe that's it, right? Maybe he's he sees the big spotlight and he takes the rubber and he throws a gem tomorrow because he knows this is a big game for the Yankees. But I don't know. You know me. I'm not really like looking to target Boston too much. Just doesn't seem like the right spot. Doesn't feel like the right slate. Maybe if he was a little cheaper, I'd have more interest right uh but this does not seem like a spot where i'm gonna head uh you know or i'm gonna really roster sunny gray up too much that's just my personal opinion on uh, him if his price tag was a little lower i think it'd be more of a conversation for you maybe if he was priced at like eight seven like verlander but uh then it'd be like a real nice discount and i think more people would be thinking that possibly but i don't i just don't think it's a spot where i'm gonna go with him in this price tier uh anyone else here josh or you want to go uh you know go to the next tier well, are we dropping down to your boy in the next tier because i see him sitting there and i'm wondering what you're gonna say about him here in suntrust so Oh, 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 well, actually, I forgot to mention him. He was in the, he was in the last tier. Um, yeah, I'm probably staying away, sadly, even though I love Luis Castillo. The upside's there, but that price is high, uh, and it's against a team like Atlanta, which, uh, you know, Atlanta, they uh, they don't strike out a ton, and their offense can be scary at times. So, I don't know. Uh, Luis Castillo's actually a favorite here. Again, it's against Sean Newcomb, so that makes some sense. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think I'll end up going Newcomb tomorrow. It just doesn't see, or not Newcomb. I don't think I'll go Castillo tomorrow. It doesn't feel like the right, uh, the right slate for me to take him. I think there's other options I'd prefer, even though it hurts me to say that. Cause I do love me some Luis Castillo, uh, just because the upside can be so, uh, so immense there at that price tag. Let me see what he is on FanDuel. Cause maybe over there I'd have interest be super cheap, uh, 7,300, which is interesting. I think that maybe over there, maybe, maybe I would take him instead. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to the next tier. Uh, let's talk about Rick Porcello. Uh, we'll go from Rick Porcello to, um, let's go Rick Porcello to, uh, to Marco Estrada. How's that sound, Josh? Yeah, that works. We could do that. Um, Rick Porcello to Marco. Is there anyone in this tier you like? I, there's one guy I definitely like. I know. I don't know if there's anyone else you like, but there's one specifically I know I'm a fan of. I think I know who it is. All right. Who is it? Is it Kyle Hendricks? Oh yeah, I think he's like I think he's like he's like he's chalk tomorrow, right? Like in this spot against the Blue Jays, I'm assuming it makes sense. Yeah, uh, I, I, his price tag like chalk SP two, right? That's that's What's what I'm his thinking. Price on Fanduel here. It's, oh wow, he's 77 there. Yes, he's a, so um, this is the guy I was thinking on Fanduel and even draft like like on Fanduel maybe you could not play Degrom for like I, it's a conversation. I'm not saying I would do it, but I think it's a conversation at 7700. Um, again, Peacock is only. Uh, what is he over there? He's only 700 more than him, so that's, like, interesting. Uh, but on DraftKings, I feel like he's going to be a chalk SB2, right? Like, people are just going to slide him in. Like, I don't know who else they would do that with. Am I correct? Yeah, it's too easy with Hendricks, man. It's just it's too easy. It just seems like a safe at least 10 points, right? Like, uh, at least, like, of the floor is 10. That's my guess on that. Uh, I get it. Uh, people are kind of worried about the Blue Jays a little bit, like, uh, at times. Sometimes, like, they've been hitting the ball a lot better, like, especially Josh Donaldson. I mean, he's been crushing the ball. I'm curious what happens with the total. We don't have the total yet, which is one of the things I'm wondering. And the wind isn't, like, uh, if you look at the Roto-Grinders, uh, you know, if you look at the lineups page or look at the weather uh, that we have on here, it says it's going to be 84 degrees, and the wind is, like, blowing, like, south, southeast, seven miles an hour, which is, like, 
like kind of blowing to left field. Uh, so if it like turns itself, maybe it's going to be like then out more and then like uh, we could see the total rise. But I don't know that that price tag just feels too cheap for Kyle Hendricks, right? Yeah, yeah, you're you're not wrong about that. Um, his ground balls have just been incredible this season too. That's one thing that like if you look at his ground ball rate, 55% against righties, 44% against lefties. Like he, he's got good stuff, you know. Strikeout rate's a little bit low, under twenty percent um, against righties, and twenty one point five against lefties. Actually, has reverse splits um, when it comes to his strikeout rates. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be tough, man. He's too cheap. I think he's the SP two in cash. Like you know, you could even go like Peacock Hendricks if you want to. I feel like, and that opens up a lot. Yeah, of that. You, I, yep. I think it could open up bats. Like again, uh, we're gonna talk about it. How there's a ton of offenses we're gonna like today, right? But. Um, yeah, I think Ken Hendricks is a guy that I'm definitely considering a lot, and I think a lot of people will be. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the guy that, you know, I am think I'm going to plug in as my SB2 right now just because the price tag is so nice. Is there anyone else here, right? Like, do you have any interest in Estrada, fly ball guy in Chicago? I think that's a pass. Uh, Bridwell against Baltimore in Baltimore. That seems like a terrible idea. Chase Anderson in Coors, fly, fly ball guy, like, no way. Sean Newcomb, like that just seems too expensive for him in a matchup against Cincinnati and, and SunTrust just doesn't make sense. And uh, Rick Porcello, uh, I know he, I think it was last outing, he had a, pitched a pretty good game. I know his hard contact has been down. He's been throwing a lot better numbers, but against the Yankees here in that ballpark, I, I don't know. I'm not thinking it's the it's the greatest spot for him. I'm going to pass on that too. Yeah, so I, none I of these guys, I, did I, I make I, it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't play Porcello in his Cy Young year. I'm not going to play him now. You know, like it just, <laughs> he's just not, he's, he's a real life pitcher. He's efficient, just not for DFS, you know. But uh, why'd you pass on Bridville so quick, man? I know they're in Baltimore, but. You know, there's a little, there's a little revenge factor here, and uh, uh, I mean, and and his, I mean, his numbers aren't. Listen, his numbers aren't that bad, and and Baltimore does strike out a ton. Their strikeout rate is at twenty three point four percent. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so quick to to say that Bridwell wouldn't be at least in tournament consideration here at this price. Uh, I mean, I just that doesn't that doesn't feel like a fun play to me. Uh, I don't know, I. See, I see what your point is, right? And he he just played Baltimore, and he you know had the twenty two point two outing. Maybe people see that and they're interested. Obviously, uh, did he already get his revenge out of the way, Josh? Or does he need to be revenge? Does he have like a lot of revenge towards? The oh world? Does man, does he hate them? Did they? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, you know, as as a former pitcher, you never forget. You know, playing in federation leagues my whole life and stuff, and playing for different teams where, you know. It, especially like for him because he didn't really get as many opportunities in Baltimore as he felt like he should have. And uh, now, you know, the Angels have been giving him, you know, they've been giving him the long leash, letting him throw. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that the revenge doesn't really go away. I think that he's still – I think he's as pumped to, to throw uh, in this game. And, and just to take note that the last game was actually in L.A., this game's in Baltimore. So that's even sweeter for him, you know, revenge factor-wise. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to read this for fun. Uh, I don't know if the revenge factor, right? Uh, so this is, this is a quote from, uh, him, I think. So Angel, he was sent for cash considerations. So man, that's kind of rough. Uh, my first thought was, oh no, uh, Bridwell honestly admits for the day he was traded. I had never been through anything like that and he did not know what to expect, but a new door opened. Uh, it didn't surprise anyone. I'm trying to find, if there's like a quote where he was just like super angry about it, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, it seems like it didn't go well with the Orioles, and then uh, you know he's happy about the clean slate with the uh, happy about the clean slate with the uh, Angels. And yeah, he's been a little better. Um, I don't know, Josh. It doesn't seem like. I mean, maybe if Vegas comes out with a total that I wasn't expecting, and based on things you've said, maybe it'll kind of like 
make me think, hmm, maybe I should be looking at him more because, uh, again, I think Hendricks will be chalky and there could be, you know, he could be the guy maybe to pivot here. And like, there's just not a lot of cheap pitchers I ever like. I mean, that's just like, it's it's like every day in the MLB though. There's never cheap pitchers I'm a huge fan of. Uh, but I don't know, maybe, maybe you're on to something, Josh. But again, I don't love the ballpark downgrade for, uh, downgrade for him. You have to keep that in mind. You know, hot in Baltimore too. That's the other problem. It's gonna be like 85 degrees. It just uh, it does not feel like the right spot to play him. I, like, I think Baltimore's an offense that we're gonna have to consider too. Like, uh, there's just uh, a lot of good offenses on this slate. So uh, I don't know. doesn't seem like a guy I'm going to go to. I feel like I would rather just take the safe Kyle Hendricks and uh, keep moving on. But again, uh, I think a lot of people are going to say that. So uh, m- maybe you're onto something and maybe that's something as the day goes on, we can, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure out more and uh, kind of uh, make a decision on. But uh, you bring up some decent points, but I'm still a little worried and still skeptical. So uh, we'll have to see. Um, and yeah, with that, we've officially uh, completed the longest bit ever about Parker Bidwell that's ever been done. So we could uh, pat ourselves on the back for that one. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. All right, let's move on to these last guys because there's, I mean, there's still like a laundry list of them. I'll just, Josh, I'll name them and you just give me the yes or no. And if you say yes, we'll, uh, you know, you can spend some time on them. And if I have one, I'll, I'll, I'll cut in and tell you if that if I like them. But uh, so AJ Griffin, nope. Kyle have Freeland, nope. Jason Hamill, eh. <laughs> yeah okay eh. yeah. yeah no i'm not i'm not a huge fan of but uh you know especially against the indians and whatnot but uh i don't know maybe he gets you double digits but i don't know I'm not why not what's fan. wrong with the, why are you why are you scared of the indians man 21.3 strikeout right they strike out <sighs> dude no nah, they're a good offense man i don't know i'm not trying to target the indians ever like i don't know it just doesn't seem like a doesn't seem like a great idea ever i don't know maybe well, i'm pulling it up now uh hang on one second uh where is it Yeah, I don't know. I'm not like in love with Hamill. I just wanted to. I, I said, yeah, no, I, I, said I said, and like you know, as if like, listen, the striker rates down the season. Um, you know, he's not. He hasn't been terrific. The only, the only like silver lining here is the fact that it's in a pitcher's park against a team that does have, you know, does strike out a, a decent amount, and um, he's super, super cheap. So like, you know, like just looking at him at a six point two. Um, I don't know. Maybe like I'm like I'm not gonna play him. But like if you were like, oh, like he fits perfectly as my SP two in my tournament lineup, uh, I'm not gonna be like, oh, no, don't do that. You know, uh, there's, yeah. there's definitely a lot of risk involved. I think he'd get you like twelve points at this price tag. All right, let's just let's not run let's not run this too deep. Definitely not in cash. If um, yeah. in tournaments, if you want to play him. I'm not going to say no, but I'm not going to be playing. It was my point. Well, well, Josh, so like a good point is brought up though. Like uh, we do like, so like we like these more expensive pitchers, but like you kind of do have to like consider some of these, like if you want to play cores, if right. you want to play my Texas, point. like yeah. you're going to have to consider some of these crappy pitchers. Like it's just, I, you're going to have to. That's I think my it's point. Gonna Travis. Be- it's my point. Yeah, is and we, we have to do it sometimes. You know, we played Rafael Montero today, right? Or yesterday. I mean, like he was 5.7. Like, you know, I was, we had, we had to do it. We weren't in love with the play, but it made sense, you know, and you were able to get sale in there with him. Right. So. Yeah, no. So I, I mean, I, you raised some points, but again, we're going to have to, we're, we might have to like, when you build rosters, you're going to see when you start jamming these, some of these really good bats and we'll talk about the good bats. Uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, now, uh, Blake Snell, I have interest in him kind of. I, I get he hasn't been as good late. Like, you know, he's been better lately, and he hasn't been that good this season. And you may be worried about the, uh, you know, the strikeouts, right? That's something to be concerned with. Uh, his le- against lefties, though, 26%, which, you know, uh, the, the uh, what's it called? The, uh, the Mariners do throw out lefties, though, right? Like, they're going to throw a Ben Gamble, a Kyle Seager, and a Cano. And those are some of the, like, scarier bats, right? I get Nelson Cruz against the lefty is someone to be totally scared of. And he's got an 18.5 uh 
K percentage as well against righties. And the one thing uh, to say about uh, Snell, which I kind of like, is uh, so he's been like m messing with his pitches, just trying to like fix his like control and fix the walks. That's kind of why he's uh, you know you know hasn't been as efficient in the past. And he's he, like he's brought those walks down. Like, let me just read you his walks: one, two, one, two, one, three, four, five, three, one. Like you know he's definitely like you know been fixing that, and that's something that uh, I don't know. I think Snell's like for this price tag in this park, I get it's like Seattle and like, you know, they're not the team that, you know, that we're like, Oh, you know, they strike out a ton. Let's attack them. That's not one of those teams. But, uh, for this price tag, I don't mind Blake Snell. What about you, Josh? Do you have any interest in him? Uh, I don't see Blake Snell. I only see play Nelson Cruz when I look at that slot. Oh gosh. Yeah. And your, your team, Nelson Cruz against the lefty. And I mean, we all are, but I don't know, man. <laughs> again, we got to make something. There's nothing down here. So I'm know, trying to make something. Yeah. No, I, I again, I'm not going to talk you off it. He gets the park upgrade and, in Tropicana and Seattle is not necessarily the best hitting team in the league. So I could definitely see him having a decent team. I mean, it kind of suppresses like, you know, Cano and, uh, and Seager by, you know, putting that lefty lefty matchup on them. So that takes away two of their biggest sticks, you know, not, not take away, but kind of, you know, definitely puts a little bit of a damper on them. And the fact that it's in a pitcher's park to, like I said, certainly helps him. So I, I could, uh, I could see it. I'm not playing them, but I could see it. All right, now here's a fun one. Uh, would you like Adam Conley against uh, probably the worst team in baseball now, like uh, like the, the New York Mets? Like that lineup is terrible. I don't know if it's the worst, but the, like the White Sox probably are the worst. But uh, the Mets are getting up there. They're definitely throwing their hat in there. They're uh, they're they're ringing the hat. Yeah. Um, well, fun fact about this is he's thrown he's thrown twelve innings against them in three starts. Uh, in those twelve innings, he's given up five earned runs and struck out nine. So take what you want with that. Um, I don't know. I uh, usually we like lefties against the Mets, right? Like that's a thing that we were doing for well, a while. Well, the last little difference because they had like Jay Bruce and Granderson right. in there, and like you know they they struggle. Like obviously lefty lefty is difficult. Um, I don't know. I'm curious what lineup they throw because hey, it's a Sunday, and we always talk about this. Like Sundays, like weird lineups are thrown out there. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I I I'm not gonna throw Adam Conley off the, the you know, I'm not going to say, hey, he's not in play, but I'm not going to say he is. Like, I think he's interesting for cheap if the Mets lineup is really gross and we're just looking for a cheap option and maybe get us to 10 and if it fits all the bats, cool, but I, I don't know. Again, I don't love it, right? Yeah, uh, well, not, there, there's there's like four hitters on this Mets lineup that are current that I really, that hit lefties well that I really like um, in this matchup, so I probably I'm just going to stay away from playing him and just play those guys. Yep, that's probably the right call, but I don't know. It's just uh, it's just funny because the Mets are so bad right now, and you know, of course, they have like you know Wilmer Flores, who's you know will probably smash him the long yeah. hit a home run. He's, he's, he's one Flores of the four guys. Like, he's one. Yeah, of the four he guys. just smashes them. But I think I'd rather Blake Snell if I took a shot. Right, I feel more comfortable on the upside there. There's just not a ton of upside with Conley. But anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, so Miguel Gonzalez. Oh man, he's been so he's been like so frustrating because we stacked against him the last two games and it just didn't work out the way we wanted it to. And I'm really really hoping that people take that as oh well maybe this guy isn't so bad no Miguel Gonzalez is bad and like a pitching environment like this where like he's gonna get you know it's perfect for hitters this is this is exactly what we need to get you know to get our bad man Miguel Gonzalez day where he gets like absolutely smashed and, and, and lit up so uh yeah we're gonna get him smoked in, in this matchup and we're gonna get some bats against him so definitely not gonna play him uh in our pitcher spots all right, Yavani Gallardo. Gallardo, um, nah. I mean, he gets the park upgrade in Tropicana, but he's he's Gallardo. 
He's just he's so cheap though. I like I could see why he gets the raise. They strike out a ton, but again, uh, is guy ever really gonna strike out a ton? Like uh, you know, in, in his game log here, like only five strikeouts in the uh, in his recently, and then his K percentage. Uh, I have it right here. It is uh, against lefties, 17.1, 15.5 against righties, 9% walk rate against righties, 10.6 against lefties. Like, it just it's, doesn't seem like enough. Guyer is weird, man. He's a guy that could show up and throw a decent game, but his, his downside is like negative 18. So I'm just going to stay away from that. Yeah, I'd stay away. Uh, another guy who's, uh, you know, on the downside, down end of his career, Bartolo Colon against Arizona. Are you playing him or no? No, come on, man. You know better than that. Hey, I mean, we don't have any more times to roster him. I'm just throwing it out there as an idea. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm not playing Bartolo Colon. Uh, that's going to be a fun option to stack against for sure. Uh, Jarrell Cotton? Uh, is he that bad, Travis? Is he really that yeah, bad? He's, yes, he's he's not good either, man. There's a lot of these gas cans tonight. They're all getting together on us for Sunday brunch. Yeah, I I just remember like in the beginning of the season liking him, and you know he had he had some good stuff, and now it just feels like it's just he just can't get he can't get it together. So. If uh, if this is what you know, if the last few games is uh, what he really is, then yeah, I have no interest. I think I think I'd like to see him get back on track, especially not against Houston. I'm not going to take a shot on him against Houston here. Yeah, and then uh, last but not least, uh, we we currently have in there as TJ McFarland uh, for the. Uh for the Diamondbacks, it could maybe change. So if it changes, maybe the things will change uh, on our opinions. But uh, yeah, right now it's TJ McFarland. What's your thoughts? What that should say is the Arizona bullpen because I don't think this kid's going to go more than like two innings tomorrow. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that uh, I think this is an easy pass. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Josh, uh, we talked about pitching probably a little too long, but uh, yeah, sum up the slate for me, uh, Josh. Like, uh, tell me, tell me uh, your, give me your top three pitchers uh, on this slate if you had to pick. All right, so I think that we agree that Degrom is the clear top cash option with Salzar being the expensive tournament pivot. But I think that you could get away with going with guys like Peacock and Hendricks. I think those, I think that combo is probably my favorite combo in uh, in cash on the slate. And I also wouldn't mind in tournaments either. It does open up some extra bats. So if you're not looking to pay up for Degrom or Salzar, definitely look at some Peacock and some Hendricks. And um, I also mentioned for tournaments, I don't mind some Sunny Gray. And uh, if you want to go super crazy and get a really low on pitcher, Parker Birdwell is, uh, you know, with that uh, revenge status, uh, I think that he's he's a he's a okay option for like an off the board GPP pitcher. But yeah, just just stick within Degrom, Pe- Peacock, and Hendricks for the most part, and build around that core. That's I think that's the best way to go. How about you, Travis? All right, yeah, uh, I think yeah. For me, it's like the I agree with like the Degrom, Peacock, and Hendricks. Like I think like they're like the guys like that. I'd be like uh, their team like safety, right? Teams safe guys that I feel good about that won't like destroy me and also have some upside where I could feel good about them in tournaments as well. Uh, you know, have a nice floor and have some upside within, right? Uh, one guy that I'm going to say I'm going to go out on a limb on and say that I think he's going to throw a pretty good game tomorrow. Uh, I, I don't know. It just kind of feels uh, it feels like a really good spot for him. But Kenta Maeda, man, like. Uh, He's going to get a ton of those righties, right? Uh, it's Most of that lineup are righties. You get Kinsler, Matuk, Upton, uh, Miguel Cabrera. Why, like, like Miguel Cabrera, like he could end up sitting, or Upton could sit. Like One of these like b- big bats could sit, and that could obviously help us. Uh, James McCann, uh, Iglesias. So the only lefties I'm worried about are Presley and uh, Victor Martinez. And Kenta Maeda has a 29.3K percentage against righties, 5.4 uh, walk percentage. 
Uh, I don't know, man. I'm kind of buying myself into some Kenta Maeda tournament shares. Uh, I think it's really interesting. Again, I kind of went over where I said only three pitchers, but I just want to mention we didn't talk about him enough, and I kind of think the more and more I look at him, I'm thinking he might be a guy that I go to in uh, in my tournaments. I think he'll just be lower-owned. Uh, and you know, the run total, right? Like four, 4.27. It's not something I'm super worried about. And it's not like too high, like, or too low. It's just, it's just right enough where I think people will stay away. They'll be like, eh, I don't really want to touch this. There's other options they'd rather prefer. And I, I think my, is a really interesting tournament option, but that's about it for me for pitching. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think we're on the same page here for the most part. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, let's move on to the catcher position, Josh. Uh, who's the catcher that's sticking out to you today? Oh man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, catcher is kind of a tough position, man. Like it just—it always feels like it feels like it's the last position that I usually fill when I'm building my rosters. I usually just look for some correlation and try to find a cheap bat with some pop. Um, you know, yesterday I went with Stephen Vaught. He was batting six in that Coors game. He was only three point three on DraftKings, so that was that was a nice little spot there for him. Um, you know, that's kind of like along the lines of where I like to go. Uh, and also that kid uh, Smith from uh, Chicago. The White Sox game, he was he was a, a nice little cheap bat too. So, uh, if we're looking for something along those lines, uh, Drno is a guy I'm always going to have interest in against the lefty. He's two point seven on DK. That to me, that's a phenomenal price tag for him. And uh, if you look over on Fanduel, he's only two point one. He's basically free on Fanduel. So, uh, Drno against the lefty has lots of pop in his bat. Always a home run threat. So definitely, uh, definitely a nice cheap bat to get in your lineup. I'll probably have a good amount of shares of him. Uh, on the slate, uh, I also wouldn't mind some uh, Miguel, uh, not Miguel Montero, I'm sorry. Uh, on the flip side of that, Alex Avila. Uh, like, think these Cubs bats are in a good spot at home against Estrada, who we mentioned is a five ball pitcher. Avila's gotten a little more expensive on DK. He's 4K over there. Uh, so, you know, you're going to have to pay a decent price tag for him. On FanDuel, he's 2.8, so a bit more doable over there, and I think that he's certainly in play. Um, as I mentioned, and also, uh, if Pena's in the lineup, uh, against Freeland, uh, he, he's got some good pop in his bat against lefties. So certainly we want, want to get some cores exposure there. And he's, uh, he's 3.7 on DK. So you're going to have to pay a decent price tag for him. Um, on FanDuel, Pena is, uh, how much is Pena? Um, I can't find him. Is it because his, he has a little accent on his, uh. No, you can't find him because he's he's in cores, man. He's not oh, on the slate. Oh, okay, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game's not on the slate. So, um, so yeah, so you can't play him there. Um, but yeah, so if we're gonna stick to the, the to the slate that uh, has both games, um, I would say that uh, Drno is my top catcher on the slate. I'll probably have the most exposure to him. How about you, Travis? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I think Darren is a good play. Uh, I think for me, like the guy that I want, man, uh, give me the guy who hits, uh, you know, hits right-handed pitching hard uh, and against a right-handed pitcher who uh, throws a ton of fly balls. Wind might be blowing out. Alex Avila, come on down. Uh, you're my next catcher that I'm going to be taking. I think uh, 2800 is just like a great price tag uh, on Fanduel specifically. Uh, DraftKings, I'm sure the price tag is a lot more because Alex Avila is always more expensive over there. He is 4000, so that's a lot tougher, obviously. Uh, probably don't look at Travis Darno. I'm sure he's cheap again. He is uh, 2700, so yeah, I think that price tag makes sense. It also makes sense on Fanduel too. He could be cheap there too. He's 2.1 on Fanduel. Uh, he's free. He's free. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but Alex Avila is only 700 more, right? So I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, again, if, if I need the $700, I don't mind going down to Darno instead. But I think for me, it's like Avila and Darno are like my two favorite cash guys that I'm putting on the list and trying to like 
figure out from there. Again, uh, you know, lineups could come out and things could be different. So kind of have to see what they, what ends up happening, but those are my two favorite catchers. And then, uh, you know, within a stack, I don't mind like throwing guys in, like getting those power bats in there. Uh, if I'm like, say, Hey, I'm doing an angel stack. Give me Martin Maldonado to, you know, help it out. Uh, say I'm doing uh, you know, Dodger stack, probably want a uh, grand all right. Stuff like that. So just figured I'd mention that. Uh, Josh, you, is that all, is that it for you for catchers? Yeah. I'm just going to keep it tight. The Arno and, uh, whoever else fits my uh, my, my stacks or, or my correlation to my lineup. Yep, sounds good. All right, Josh, let's head over to first base. Who do you like over there today? Oh, man. Uh, Freddie Freeman's back on the slate again. Do like him a lot here in SunTrust against your boy Luis Castillo. Uh, as, as much as uh, Castillo does have strikeout upside, he has struggled a bit against lefty power hitters like Freeman. So if he, uh, if he leaves some balls up, you know, Freeman's going to definitely put one out of the park here. Uh, and Freeman also let a lot of people down yesterday. So, you know, because it was Freddie Freeman chalk day and it was a letdown, hopefully some uh, some recency bias could, could hop in. You get to get him at a lower ownership. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the Cubs here against Estrada, the fly ball pitcher. You know, at Wrigley, Rizzo is going to be my top option on this slate. It's just, you know, just such a, such a, a great hitter. Hits right-handed pitching so well. Great numbers against right-handed pitching. Let me let me pull up his numbers real quick because I'm pretty sure they're like real. Like his BABIP too is is insane against right-handed pitching. Hang on one second. All right, here it is. Uh, yeah, so uh, 365 WOBA, 225 ISO. I mean Rizzo is he's he's the man. You know this is the guy that you want to get, and he's also been. Uh, I know that he made some adjustments recently to his swing. Uh, that actually, like he, his his swing got a lot, he noticed that earlier in the season his swing was uh, a bit slower than it was last season. Like he was getting the bat around, getting the barrel around a little bit slower, and he made some adjustments and kind of uh, cut some uh, cut some extra uh, torque into his core. So I I, I really think that uh, I think we're going to start seeing some results from that, and this is a good matchup for him to show that. So like Rizzo a lot here, and I uh, I know that's not on the Fanduel slate, but if we're going to look at some. Some of the options in these two games are on the DraftKings slate. Uh, I think that Jesus Aguiar, if he's in the lineup, is a fine option against Freeland. We know that he hits lefties really well, has some pop in his bat there too. And I also think that uh, that Joey Gallo against Miguel Gonzalez is, is, is a top option on the DraftKings slate too. So that's where I'm at at first base. How about you, Travis? Yeah, so uh, I'm definitely, I mean, first base is, uh, you know, it's good. It's not uh, loaded like yesterday as much, but it's good. It's a good spot today. Um, so I'm a big fan of Freddie Freeman, right? Uh, if I could pay for him, I'd want to, but I don't know. It's not like as much of a dream spot as it was yesterday. Um, so like tournament guys, right? Like guys that I think are like just going to be interesting and pretty low owned that people won't play uh, is like Guriel. Uh, yeah, like I always love him against righties. I think, uh, you know, people just don't play him at that price tag. He's super expensive. So uh, Guriel's a guy I'll definitely have interest in on the slate. I think he's a guy that you should be, uh, you know, considering for sure. Another guy I like, and, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe people give me crap for it, but Albert Pujols, man. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've had good success with him this year. Uh, I may be the only person who can say that, but uh, Albert Pujols has treated me well, and uh, he's a guy who's been smashing the ball lately, man. Like, uh, exit velocity of 95 miles per hour uh, with a batted ball distance of 231, uh, and it's a guy like Chris Tillman. Chris Tillman is a guy who, uh, you know, he's definitely struggled a ton this year. 
Uh, and I think this is just like, you know, uh, newsflash. I really like the angels today. Uh, I'm probably gonna talk about them a lot. I just think they're, you know, I love getting them in these small ballparks and whatnot. So, uh, I I'm definitely a fan of him tomorrow. I think pools is just like a cheap guy that you can end up taking. And, uh, you know, I think he's got a good opportunity to hit one out. Right. Uh, so against righties, uh, Chris Tillman, he's just a guy that's been smashed by them. Uh, ISO of 276, uh, Woba of, uh, 416. I mean, he is just getting absolutely destroyed by them. So, uh, I just think this is a spot where we could, uh, you know, we can definitely look at some, uh, you know, look at some uh, Albert Pujols here as a cheap first baseman. And I think he's a good candidate to hit one out tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, there's there's other guys like, right? Like Edwin Carnacion against a guy like Jason Hamill. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, you know, just giving up tons of hard contact this year against righties. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, you know, if I have that money, man, I want some Anthony Rizzo, right? He's just such a great play here in this spot. Uh, I'm sure he's, you know, I'm sure he's going to be a great way to get exposure to the Cubs. And if I'm playing a Cubs stack, I, I'm sure I want to get uh, Anthony Rizzo in there, right? It just makes a ton of sense. Uh, I don't know. Are you interested in Lucas Duda, man? This guy's been actually crushing the ball. And against a guy like Gallardo, it makes some sense. Uh, he's just been on like a nice heater. Uh, and I uh, know I just haven't been playing him, Josh. Do you have any interest in Duda or no? Yeah, I get it. I think that I think there's definitely some uh, some merit to playing Duda here. Uh, I just with all the other options that are so great in, in a similar price range, uh, I think that uh, I'm going to have to pass just because that park downgrade at Tropicana is just not great for him, you know? Uh, I definitely I wouldn't talk you off playing them. I think he makes sense, and especially if you want to get some little Tampa Bay mini stacks or full stacks in there. I think you have to get some Duda in there. But uh, for like my main like cash lineup builds, uh, I'm not going to get any Duda in there. Okay, yeah, I just figured I'd ask, but uh, yeah, for me, uh, you know, first isn't as loaded as it was yesterday, but there's some nice plays that I like, uh, and I think for me, if I had to pick my uh, if I had to pick my first baseman, uh, you know, I think uh, obviously Freddie Freeman, like he's one of them, I definitely would want. Uh, definitely would like uh, Anthony Rizzo too. He's another guy I'd be targeting, and then uh, uh, Albert Pujols. I'll throw him in there in the conversation. I think he's one of my third. And then I, I sorry, I didn't talk about the DraftKings game because I was looking at some Fanduel stuff when that happened when I was talking about first. But uh, obviously, don't sleep on Jose Abreu. He's a guy that's been crushing the ball against AJ Griffin. Uh, and then uh, you know, obviously, a guy like Joey Gallo against Miguel Gonzalez. Don't hate him, right? He's just you know getting priced up there. Uh, so he's got to consider. And then uh, you know, Mark Reynolds and Coors and Eric Thames, right? Those are two guys to consider too. So don't don't forget those guys. They're also good plays. But when I was talking about that, I was mainly talking about the FanDuel slate. Uh, sorry about that. But those are also plays you have to consider. Well, as well. well, we have to make sure Thames is in the lineup against the lefty too, because I know they've been doing some. Uh, you know, some changing around against lefties in this Milwaukee lineup. That's why, you know, I yeah, it's think, a Sunday. I could see Aguilar in there. Yeah, that's, so that, that's, yeah, that's why I mentioned Jesus Aguilar because I think that he's uh, he's probably going to be the guy that's in the lineup. And if he's batting cleanup, like, or for fifth or somewhere around that, like, sign me up for sure against Freeland. Yeah, I mean, most most of those guys in there are going to be like guys we are. Most of those guys in those games are in play anyways at this point, just because like the run totals and uh, all how how well they've been doing recently. So and just how good of offenses they can be with the upside. So yeah, just wanted to mention them though to make sure. But uh, yeah, uh, Josh, who are your three favorite first bases? Because I picked uh, Freeman, Pujols, and uh, Gurriel. Who are your three favorite? Uh, I would probably say Rizzo. Am I including the the? DraftKings games too, or should I just try to keep it on the FanDuel slate? Um, yeah, you include the DraftKings. Actually, I want to change my Gurriel to Rizzo. Okay, yeah. Sorry, so I'm on Freeman. You can have Rizzo too, but I, I think Rizzo's uh, a Rizzo, really good Rizzo, Yeah, Rizzo's my top option. Like, it's not <laughs> yeah. even close. Like, so it's Rizzo, and then after that, I'd probably go to. Uh, 
Well, okay, by the way, Wilmer Flores is also a first base eligible in DraftKings, and he absolutely matches lefties, as we mentioned earlier. So he's first or third base eligible. He's he's the second baseman on FanDuel. We'll just throw him in now and just let you know he's a good play against the lefty every time he faces him. But uh, I'll go with, for my top three first baseman, we'll go Rizzo. Uh, Rizzo, Joey Gallo, and Freeman will be my, my top three. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, so let's head over to second. Uh, Josh, I'll kick us off. Uh, you know, I'm, so I'm looking at second. I'm gonna talk on Fanduel real quick here. Uh, yeah, so Flores at second is just like an incredible play, right? Like uh, for 3K against a guy like Adam Conley. Uh, Flores just mashes lefty, so uh, Flores is a guy I definitely want to consider. Uh, of course, I want Altuve if I have the money. I feel like I say that every time on podcasts, but uh, definitely want him. Brian Dozier's another guy too, right? Like uh, I would love to get him in this spot against a lefty. Makes a ton of sense. They actually priced him up. I was hoping DraftKings kept him lower because I had him at 3700 yesterday. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's 4,900 now. I was hoping I can get a discount over at DraftKings. So he's, he's priced up too. That's kind of the issue. Uh, I'm curious to see if Tommy LaStella for the Cubs gets a lineup spot on a Sunday, right? Uh, for 2,200 on uh, DraftKings, I think, I mean, on FanDuel, that can make a ton of sense. Uh, you can get him for 2,700 also at second base. So that's another guy I would definitely think about considering here in this spot, right? Uh, if we can get him for cheap, I would definitely want to be doing that. Um, yeah, so uh, second, there's a lot of guys I like at the top more so. It might be a day where I kind of like wait and see uh, what comes out the lineup to try and maybe get some uh, cheap value here. But again, I think like Flores is an incredible play. Also, Jason Kipnis against uh, Jason Hamill. I think he's in a great spot. He's been smashing the ball recently. Uh, so I would not sleep on him, right? And uh, Wilmer Flores, just to expl- explain how good this guy's been crushing the ball. Uh, last 15 days, 94 exit velocity, 204 batted ball distance. So, uh, man, on FanDuel, like it's kind of like Scooter Jeanette all over again, right? Like talked about him. Uh, he's just too cheap and he's in a fantastic spot. So, uh, I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying Laura Flores is going to have the Scooter Jeanette type game again, but I think he's got a good one in his future. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to list four guys I have interest in. These are the four guys I'm going to be sprinkling across for my uh, second base action. Uh, it's going to be Dozier, Kipnis, Odor, and VR. Those are the guys I'm looking at. And um, I might get some Zobristin in my Cub stacks, you know, just because he's second base eligible on DraftKings, uh, depending on where I want to put him in the lineup slot. But, uh, yeah, so those, those are going to be the guys. Dozier, Kipnis. Odor and VR. So that's where I'm at at second base. Keep that short and sweet. All right. Yeah, and I'll just tell you mine. It's uh, it's uh, Flores, uh, Flores, 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 Flores. No, uh, sorry. Yeah. It's Flores, Dozier, Kipnis, and uh, Altuve. Yeah, on FanDuel, uh, Flores for sure. But uh, on DraftKings, yeah. it's first or third, so... Yeah, so. no, for sure. But anyways, let's move on to uh, let's move on to shortstop, uh, Josh. Uh, so uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! We can't skip the hot corner. Come on, Travis. Uh, we'll get there. We'll go around the diamond. We're going down the round diamond this uh, time. Okay, so, okay. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hit the shortstop position, Josh. Uh, who you like at shortstop? Oh man, um, shortstop. Okay, hang on. Just give me one second. Pulling up my sheet. Right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I got no, it. No, no, I got, I got it. I'm ready. I'm already ready. Uh, All right. Azurro Cabrera, three point one k on draft on uh, DraftKings is super cheap. I'm sure he's super. He's got to be super cheap on Fanduel at this point, right? Like he's got to be. Uh, he's third base eligible on Fanduel, which is like kind of uh, annoying. Uh, but yeah. yeah, he's cheap. He's twenty six hundred. Yeah. Uh, probably batting second, but it's super annoying that he's third base eligible. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that sucks. Um, <laughs> yep. You uh, should tell me about it. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Let's look at the other shortstops then. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez. Really, really like him. He's got to be shortstop eligible on FanDuel, right? I, I have no idea where they're putting guys. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, he is shortstop eligible, and uh, hey, he's only uh, three thousand. So oh, love that price yeah, tag. You definitely spot on with that. With that, that's a nice price tag on him. Yeah, sign me up there for sure. Um, I wouldn't mind some uh, some Lindor here against Jason Hamill. I think that he makes a fine play here, and. Uh, 
let's see. We also have we have uh, Trevor Story. Lots of pop when he plays at home. Now he's probably going to bat the bottom of the order, and we usually only like him against lefties. But I think that he's in play on this DraftKings slate. If you want to go a little different in tournaments, I think that he's he's a fine play. I don't think I'm going to pay up for this price tag on Elvis on DraftKings, but uh, on FanDuel, um, where they have him at on FanDuel. Oh, he's not on FanDuel. He's not on the slate. He's not on FanDuel, Josh. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah, he's uh, he's he's not on FanDuel, so you don't have to worry about him. He'd probably be 4K, though, or something ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not in love of the shortstops in these two games anyway, so it's fine. But uh, uh, just, you know, overall, it, it's for me, it's looking like I'll have some Lindor. And uh, I also like... Um, I also like uh, Cabrera, as I said, but you said he's not shortstop eligible on FanDuel. Uh, oh, okay. How about some and you like Marvin Gonzalez? I also like oh Marvin Gonzalez and, and Cozart too. I think Cozart's a good play. But uh, if I had to pick, there you go, Josh. I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you to hit that play. Yeah. Okay. So I'd say Marwin's my top play though. Shortstop Marwin Gonzalez. How about you, Travis? Where are you at shortstop? Yeah. So uh, I mean, yeah. Shortstop's like obviously there's some guys that like at the top. Uh, again, it's a Sunday, right? So uh, there could be some value that pops up that could be nice. So just be on the lookout for that. Obviously. Um, had to say like if i was doing just only three shortstops could only pick three uh on fanduel that was just it you know could only take three doing a three entry max like you know split up my entries uh i'd go with kozart right love him against the lefty here i think this is a great spot for him uh marlon gonzalez i mean that just seems like an easy play here against cotton would definitely have a ton of interest in him uh just just makes so much sense and then uh last guy i would pick uh you know what Give me Angelton Simmons. Uh, I know he's not the sexiest player, but uh, he's had a pretty good hitting year this year. So uh, don't sleep on Angelton Simmons. Uh, he's, you know, I'll probably throw him in my angel stacks only. Though. That's kind of how I would do it, right? And uh, if you want a cheap angel too, uh, you know, I've been talking about it a lot, but Caleb Cowherd, he's a 2.7K on uh, DraftKings. Wanted to mention that as like a cheap second baseman if you needed one. He always bats night though. So, hey, wraparound stack. That's kind of how you can do it. Uh, but yeah, and uh, last, <laughs> last short you did not just You did not just mention Cowherd. Come on, man. No, dude, I love this kid. I've been playing him so much. Shout, dude, out, shout out to our boy Rich, one of our listeners, uh, our, our regular listeners. Uh, you can follow him at Will to Rich. He, he's from, a nice kid from Queens. Uh, he's from New York. Always, always, he's the biggest, biggest coward uh, truther out there. He's always mentioning him. Like I feel like every time I open my Twitter, if he pops up, it's something about coward. Now the last week or so. So uh, yeah, but yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. And at Will Turich, me and this guy are going to have to become good friends. I don't know him, so we're going to have to become best buds. I love Cowherd, man. This guy's – I forgot why I didn't mention him. I played him today on DraftKings. It was nice. He's just a salary saver, right? He made Chris Sale work, uh, even though he didn't pan out like he should have. But he made him work. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so going back to the shortstops, uh, yeah, I just think, like, Cozart – if I had to pick, like, one play and one play only, like, Cozart's just a guy for me. Uh, I think he's, like, the the best play here against a lefty against Newcomb. I love him. And then Marwin, too, right? Those are, like, the two. Uh, I said I was going to mention three. I'll throw Lindor as, like, the third, I guess. And I said Simmons, kind of. But, again, I think it's, like, Cozart and Marwin are, like, the two guys uh, that are just really sticking out as, like, the uh, top plays on the slate for me at shortstop if I had to pick. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Josh, let's head over to the hot corner now. You ready to do that? Yeah, I'm all I'm all about this hot corner, man. Let's do it. All right, man. Uh, yeah, you were ready before, and then I threw you a little curveball. So uh, yeah, you know, yeah, here comes here comes the pitch, Josh. Third baseman, go. Well, Flores is third base eligible in DraftKings, so gonna have a ton of interest in him over there. I think that he's a fine play on this slate. Uh, I feel like there's like just so many routes to go at third. It's one of those positions where, like. You know, I, I like Suarez against Newcomb. You know, Freeman's third base eligible on FanDuel along with Flores. 
So, you know, you have that option, too. Jake Lamb against Bartolo Colon. Just such a fine, fine option there, you know. Uh, Sano on the flip side of that matchup against McFarland, another great play. Uh, Alex Bregman against Jarrell Cotton, another great play. Uh, it feels like there's just so many great plays at, uh, at third base on the slate. Chris Bryan against Estrada, another guy that's certainly in play. Uh, Joey Gallo's third base eligible, along with Adrian Beltre against Miguel Gonzalez here. And uh, Arenado here against Chase Anderson at home. So all of these options are in play at third base. And it's, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like one of those tough positions to fill up. So I think the best route for me, when you get overwhelmed like this at a position where you're like, wow, there's so many guys I want to play and I don't know what to do. This is when you kind of have to consider entering multiple lineups into a tournament and just pick the guy that correlates the most to the other guys you have in your lineup. Um, unless you feel like the guy as a one-off is, you know, it could do, you know, he's efficient enough to where you feel like he could get the job done all by himself without having any kind of handcuffs or correlations to him. Uh, just try to pick the guy that correlates to your lineup. I think that's that's the best uh, the best route to go. Uh, obviously, you want to pick the most optimal guy, but if you feel like if you know it's a, a coin flip, you know bef- between two guys or or like you know between you know three or four guys, you, you're not sure. I'd say just pick the guy that correlates the most. So for me, uh, it's feeling like the guy that's going to correlate the most in my lineup builds right now. Uh, is going to be Wilmer Flores on DraftKings and Jake Lamb on FanDuel. So that's where I'm going to be at. How about you, Travis? Yeah, so third base is good. I uh, definitely agree. Uh, the Flores, right? He's a great play tomorrow. Uh, I have to like him. Uh, but yeah, it's a loaded spot. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, Chris Bryant, I would love to get exposure to him here. He's in a great spot. Uh, Miguel Sano with the questionable tag. If he's in the lineup, of course I want him. But, uh, you know, left the game with uh, you know, lower left uh, shin soreness. So, uh, I don't know. They kind of, not that they baby him a little bit, but they're definitely cautious with him, I would say. Uh, so, you know, they they make sure that if he's not like 100%, they don't throw him out there. And, hey, it's a Sunday. Wouldn't be surprised if they rested him here in this spot. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think uh, if Sano's in the lineup, I'd love to play him in this spot. Uh, Jake Lamb, too, he's another guy that I think is like a really good play tomorrow. And you would definitely want to, uh, you know, definitely want to be considering for sure on in this spot and then uh hey uh luis falbuena man uh guy just hit two home runs yesterday we talked about him yesterday it's like a nice cheap guy that we could go all right uh cheap cheap two home run upside uh and hey 2300 on fanduel love that price tag DraftKings, uh he is 3600 so uh he's a cheap guy too to like so uh you know luis falbuena uh i like him a lot too so uh yeah chris bryan again like i said if you want cubs exposure he's kind of a guy that i think i'll throw in there with the cubs stack obviously um and then uh yeah, I don't know. I think I might throw some darts at a, uh, you know, like Jose Ramirez, like his price tag is getting cheap, right? Like 3200 uh, getting exposure to these Cleveland Indians offense is just easy to do on FanDuel with that, just for 3200 4400 on DraftKings, a little tougher to do. And then if I'm paying up, uh, Justin Turner, right? If I, you know, 3700 it seems like an expensive price tag, but again, he's a guy that, uh, you know, he smashes lefties, he smashes righties, and he's just smashing the ball recently. 95 eggs of velocity the past 15 days, 258 batted ball distance, uh, and he's just been crushing the ball. So, uh, you know, I want some Justin Turner exposure, even though it's Justin Verlander, you know, seems like something to be a little worried about, but I'm not that worried. He's like kind of the, you know, if I can only pick one Dodger to play tomorrow, that's the guy I would want to play. So, uh, yeah, that's about it for third base for me, Josh. Uh, sum it up. Who are your, uh, your, let, let's narrow it down. Just two hitters you can take at third. You said Lamb and Flores, right? Is that what you already said? All right. Oh, man. So uh, I asked you the question and I knew your answer. And now I'm having trouble answering this question. So, uh, yeah, let me think. Uh, If I could only pick two, give me I'm going to go with uh, Chris Bryant at the top and Luis Valbuena at the bottom. Uh, But, yeah, let's move on. uh, Let's move on to the outfield. Josh, Uh, is it loaded as usual? Uh, What's your take on the outfield? Yeah, outfield has a lot. Again, lots of options here. 
that we could go with. Um, if we're going to go with the outfield, the Mets outfield, I think that Cespedes is the way to go. Just absolutely meshes lefties. And I said I said earlier there was a group of four hitters in the Mets that hit lefties well, and those are the guys they want to like. Uh, Cespedes is one of those guys. Uh, Flores is one of those guys. D'Arno is one of those guys. And Juan Ligueras, too. If he's leading off here against Conley, certainly get him in. He's just just sees the ball real well out of lefties hands um out of that delivery it's just one of those one of those guys that hits hits uh opposite hand pitching really well so definitely like Ligaris a lot here if he's reading leading off Nelson Cruz against Blake Snell uh obviously always have interest in Nelson Cruz against the lefty does have that park downgrade though in Tropicana so keep that in mind there um you know we're looking at the usual suspects along uh you know, in this Houston game, Springer and Reddick, uh, Marwin Gonzalez is outfield eligible on DraftKings, and Carlos Beltran, all those guys certainly in play. Uh, David Peralta is a guy I like a lot here against Bartolo Colon, and I also like J.D. Martinez, too. That's a name I haven't really seen a lot in my lineup since he's left Detroit, but I think this is a great spot for him to pop in and, and, and uh, you know, get some good power in there. It does have double dong upside, so certainly a guy you want to consider in your lineups. Uh, Jay Bruce against Jason Hamill, I think, is also a fine play. Hamill gives up tons of hard contact. Bruce has lots of power in that swing. Got his fly ball rate up this season. He really wants to, you know, he's really trying to get under the ball a little bit more and turn those line drives into some home runs, and he's been doing pretty pretty solid at that this season. Uh, all of these Texas outfielders are on play. Delano DeShields, Chu, Mazzara. If Gomez is in the lineup, I don't know what's going on with him, but if he ends up in the lineup, I think he's someone you could definitely consider. Ryan Braun against the lefty, Kyle Freeland in cores. Dream spot for him. Going to load up on some Ryan Braun on this slate. And then all of the lefties are in play. Um, all the outfielders in uh, Colorado, so Blackman, Parra, and Cargo. All three of those guys, guys that I really like. So that's where I'm at at outfield. I know it was like a long-winded answer, and I mentioned a lot of names, but that's just because there's so many guys that are in play. So that's where I'm at. How about you, Travis? Oh uh, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna make it easy and just kind of like look at the teams and like tell you like the kind of like the guys I like uh, based on like teams. So I'm gonna go in order like that more so than up and down the salary. But uh, if you look at the Mets outfield, like uh, you know, obviously you know Cespedes, I get wanting to play him. I don't know, he's like a guy that like just doesn't he doesn't try a lot. Like not not a lot, but like he just chooses when to try. Man, this just seems like not a time to try. Like why try to get hurt? Why try to do anything? The Mets are just miserable. So I don't know. Uh, I can see Cespedes really just like do horrible recently. Like you know in the next com- coming games and just really not be like have his heart in it. I just see him not caring. Uh, so I don't know. I might might bait Cespedes for that reason. Uh, hopefully it doesn't bite me. Obviously it's Adam Conley, so I'm kind of scared to do that. But uh, if I'm playing Mets stacks, I want to make sure I throw him in there, right? Because he's just in a good spot uh, here. Uh, but Stanton, if I want to play anyone on the, the Miami side of the ball, it'd be Stanton, right? I would definitely play him as a one-off, uh, just contrarian, right? No one will play him against the top pitcher on the slate. So that, that's a way that you could easily go uh, for sure. Uh, and then we look at this, uh, you know, this uh, Cincinnati game, right? Adam Duvall against a lefty. I definitely have interest in that. Getting a little Billy Hamilton. Wouldn't hate doing that, too, with the Cincinnati. If I was stacking him up, I'd want to get him in there, obviously. Uh, it just, just seems to make a ton of sense. Uh, if you look at the, um, you look at the, uh, you know, Angels, I think, going like, a, obviously, Mike Trout, right? He's good at baseball. Uh, I'll, I'll take him against Chris Tillman any day. Uh, Cole Calhoun, any of those Angels outfitters I like, because, hey, I like the Angels today. And then, uh, you know, we talked about Berger a little 
Birdwell a little bit, but you know, guys like Trumbo and uh, Adam Jones, just guys have so much pop. Uh, you know, I definitely think I have some interest in them here in this spot. Uh, like the JD Martinez call a lot. I think he's a guy that uh, people might sleep on a little bit tomorrow, and like they just shouldn't, right? It's against Bartolo Colon. Uh, you know, price tag is expensive, right? It's something to be, I know, a little annoyed about. Like, uh, you know, it's like you just—it's tough to pay for him, right? Because if you pay up for Martinez, uh, you know, you just kind of want to pay for some other bats. Like, hey, why don't I just pay for Mike Trout, right? Why don't I trade for Giancarlo Stanton, one of the hottest hitters in baseball? But uh, I think Jada Martinez is like a really good play. Like him tomorrow uh, has a really good, uh, you know. Uh, good, good exit velocity recently. Uh, you know, 89 is not the best, but the batted ball distance is really where it's at. Like 230 on most of his balls. Uh, if he picks up the exit velocity a little bit, and in the last 15 days, right, 52% uh, fly ball too. So that's good too to see the fly balls are up. And uh, it's in a park where it's really good for right-handed power. And uh, Bartolo Colon, like, sign me up. I definitely want to attack him, right? It just makes so much sense there. Uh, don't forget David Peralta, right? I get that park is not as good for lefties, but if Peralta's in the lineup, uh, I would love to have him. And uh, AJ Pollock too. Uh, he's another guy that uh, I would like in there. Uh, if we're talking about the uh, Astros, of course, I want Springer. I want Reddick, uh, you know, Fisher, Beltron. They're all guys to consider. If I'm stacking up the uh, Astros, I want to be considering them. And I definitely don't want to leave Springer out if I can. Uh, just, you know, he's priced up. But if I can get him in, I want to get him in there. Uh, for the uh, Cleveland guys, uh, I don't think there's too much for Cleveland I would want in the outfield. I mean, maybe Jay Bruce if I have the money for him, but that's kind of it. Um, you know, we talked about, we like Cleveland a little bit, but I think that's the only ones. And then, uh, you know, these, these Chicago outfielders, right. Uh, you know, the Kyle Schwarbers, the Ben Zobris, uh, even Jason Hayward, right. Uh, or even John Jay, if he's batting first, I mean, I just want to get exposure to the Cubs. I, you know, they're, I'm assuming their, their run total is going to be high. I'm assuming, uh, it's, you know, we, we still haven't gotten the run total out and it seems like the wind is going to be blowing out more. So, so I'm thinking, uh, that's definitely an idea to, you know, be loading up on the Cubs here in this spot, just uh, kind of make some sense. So, uh, yeah, that's about it for me for the outfield. Josh, you got anything else left or you want to head over to the, uh, stack of the day? Let's move on to the stack of the day. I'm ready. All right. You're ready. Then uh, kick us off, Josh. Who's your stack of the day? All right. Um, so obviously we're excluding the Coors game, right? Yep. Excluding the Coors game. Are we going to exclude the Texas and White Sox game too, since it's on the FanDuel slate? Yeah, um, let's exclude it because everyone knows Texas is a good play. And, um, yeah, let's just exclude it. It makes it easier. And there, there's a lot of good plays uh, other than them. So, uh, obviously, everyone knows that they're good plays. Everyone knows if you've been playing the last week, hey, Texas is hitting the ball really well and hitting it far uh, and getting tons of runs. And everyone knows Coors is uh, kind of a glitch, right? It's one of those things that can just go off anytime. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's exclude those off the slate, Josh. So, uh, two games out. Now you only got 10 games left. Who's your stack of the day? Mm. Well... <laughs> Man, I feel like there's two chalky spots and there's one off the board spot. Which one should I give you, Travis? You know what? Uh, you know you you did such a good job with your Texas stack. Uh, everyone wants two, Josh. Give us two, two. Obviously, it wasn't a hot take to say it, but hey, you you gave us a 17 runs, Josh. You're the man. Give me give me two stacks. <laughs> I am the man. There it is, 17 runs, baby. All right. So uh, my first stack, I think we'll get. You know, I actually think this stack is going to overlook Travis. I don't think this is going to be as chalky as we think. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks against Bartolo Colon. I, I don't know why, but I just feel like because there's so many other ways you could go on this slate and uh, there are some pitching options you have to pay up for. People might not want to pay for these uh, these bats and this Diamondbacks lineup, but this Diamondbacks lineup is stacked, man. Again, and again, especially against a guy like Bartolo Colon, who's, you know, a fastball pitcher, like just puts the ball, you know, pitches for efficiency, not for strikeouts. And these guys are going to make a ton of contact. There's a lot of power in this lineup, lots of upside. So uh, Diamondbacks, even without, the, we don't even have a Vegas total yet, but I, I imagine it's going to be pretty solid for the D-backs. So, uh, but yeah, Diamondbacks are a great stack for me. So they're going to be one of my stacks of the day. And on the other side of that, we'll go with, uh, 
And my second stack of the day will go with the Houston Stackstros. Man, I feel like it's a nice day for the Astros going against Terrell Cotton. Uh, so I'm going to definitely have some good exposure here to the Astros. And uh, in the words of the great Eric Crane, it's, it's always the Astros. It's always the Astros. So um, I think this is one of those slates where the Astros could have a huge game and kind of break the slate the way that uh, Texas did uh, yesterday. So uh, those are the two stacks of the day for me. It's going to be the Astros and the Diamondbacks. Who are your stacks, Travis? All right, Josh. Well, uh, I think, uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty easy to guess who my stack is. I've talked about them most of the slate. And, hey, I didn't mention Ben Revere in the outfield. Uh, he's another guy that I'm going to like, too, obviously, because, hey, I like the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, you may think I'm crazy, Travis. Why do you like the Los Angeles Angels? Uh, these are the uh, wild card, uh, currently the wild card uh, Los Angeles Angels. So uh, don't disrespect them. They're better than you think. Uh, and, uh, hey, they're going against Chris Tillman. I mean, Chris Tillman is terrible in that ballpark with it being hot out. It's just a huge ballpark upgrade for the Angels. Uh, like them, I know I like the Angels on Friday. I like them on Saturday. I'm going to like them again here. Uh, it just makes sense. Uh, Tillman is just a guy that we can attack. 5.34 Sierra, right? That is not good. Hard hits at 35.6%. Uh, that's another thing we can attack, right? Uh, fly ball percentage this year at 34.6%, which would be a little higher, but hey, that's still, uh, you know, still definitely playing in our favor. And uh, I can get the best player in baseball, uh, you know, in, in the lineup too, right? Mike Trout, sure, sign me up. Again, he's expensive, right? But I can pair him up with some of these cheap guys, right? A Ben Revere, a, a Pujols, Cole Calhoun, Simmons. You can even go with the Caleb Cowherd as the wraparound stack. You know, guys like Valbuena, just, just, you know, he hit two home runs yesterday. He's a guy that's like a super streaky hitter. And, man, he's like smashing the ball right now. So uh, there's just tons of guys to like, even a CJ Crone, Martin Maldonado for cheap. I, I just think this whole lineup is in play for me here against Chris Tillman. We've seen this We've seen this all season long. The Orioles do not have good starting pitching. That When, when away teams come in here and they smack them around, and, uh, you know, I think this is a spot where the Angels are going to smack them around. So sign me up for the Los Angeles Angels tomorrow as my stack of the day. Very nice. It sounds good to me. I'm excited for the slate. It's going to be fun. Yep. You sold me. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. Yep. I sold you on the slate. You like it now? Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Okay, good. It's going to be a fun I did not, slate. I didn't have to give it. I didn't have to give you my sales uh, pitch at the end. You didn't have to hear that whole spiel. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, I'm excited for this slate again. Uh, I think it's really good that um, Vandal kept the the Rockies and the uh, and the Rangers game out because uh, hey, we have uh, options, right? We can play some stuff on Vandal, play some on DraftKings, kind of mix it up, right? Uh, so it, it kind of gives you options, gives you things to decide. Say you're someone that's like, oh man, I'm sick of Texas has burned me the past couple days. Uh, I'm sick of dealing with Texas. I don't want to make a decision on them. I'm so frustrated. Do I play them? Do I fade them? Hey. You don't have to worry about it. Go play Fandle. You don't want to worry about cores? Go play Fandle. You want to play it? Texas has made you a boatload of money yesterday. Josh gave you the 17 runs. You know, you had a blast. You get a gas can of Miguel Gonzalez. Go play DraftKings. Have a blast there. Uh, and if you want to load up on cores because it's cores and, you know, uh, it's, you know, like I said, it's cores. Tons of runs happen there. You know, go play DraftKings. So uh, I think it's uh, definitely fun and we should have a pretty good slate. So just want to thank you guys for joining us. Again, if you want to ask us any questions, we're always available. Give us a follow on Twitter at Travis Mangone and uh, at Real Joshua giant uh, just hit us up over there and we're happy to answer your questions so for me Travis Mangone and Josh we are out
pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.